This morning on the third hour of today, Snow Way, a major storm on the move. Tens of millions of us bracing for heavy rain. Parts of the Northeast on alert for the possible first big snowfall in nearly two years, and we're tracking all of it. Opening up, Bruce Willis's family sharing a look at their private moments with the Hollywood star and a special message of hope from his wife. Plus, in today's checklist, how to take control of your health in 2024, the appointments we need to make and the numbers we all need to know. And in today's food, two great dinner recipes packed with flavor. The best part, all you need is one pot. Today, Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome to this third hour of today. Whole team back. Hey, welcome back. On what day? There you go. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hump day. And Dylan, Dylan's back for her long weekend. Yes. Hey, nice. you celebrated a special birthday. We did. I mean, we had New Year's like everybody. I haven't been on social media, so I wasn't really posting stuff. But uh-huh. we had just an awesome time. My mom came to visit, um, and the boys got sleeping bags for Christmas. Oh. So we had a huge sleepover in the living room <laughs> all oh. night long. We slept on the couch. Eventually, Ollie ended up in the couch with me. Calvin ended up on the blow-up bed. But uh, and then yesterday was Ollie's fourth birthday. Four. Oh. And it was like. That went by fast. It went by so fast. We took him to play Angry Birds at the American (laughs) Dream Mall over in New Jersey. Oh, Oh, that's great. He's obsessed with mini golf. So we took him there. We went out to dinner. The boys just had, I mean, it was just... A special day. Um, oh. You know, they rode their scooters over to go out to eat. And it was just, I just oh can't. Oh, my gosh. But I am, like, I feel so bad for Ollie with the January 2nd birthday. Yeah. Like, no one wants to Everybody, come down. Yeah. Nobody wants to celebrate. Everybody's <laughs> sick of presents. Yeah. So um, Nobody's ever sick of presents. Well, he wasn't. <laughs> no. I'm sick of wrapping presents. Right. Ah, there we go. All right. Well, you get <laughs> a good Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, we love you. Well, by this weekend, we could also be celebrating the return of snow. Oh. Got a storm that's moving cross-country. Chance it could bring the first significant significant snow in newly, nearly two years to several cities. Look at this. Richmond, it's been 717 days since we had one inch of snow or more. Philly, 704. New York, 689. Longest snow drought in Philadelphia, New York. We're looking longest snow drought in Baltimore. Mm. This, and so we may see a change, though. Here comes this coast-to-coaster. West Coast storm, it moves inland. Rain and snow into the basin in the southwest. Then we move into tomorrow. Heavy snow for the southern Rockies. Showers and thunderstorms moving into West Texas. And then we look for heavy rain along the Gulf. They'll get heavy rain today. That's going to exacerbate the problem for this weekend. And then Saturday, the storm moves along the mid-Atlantic coast. Snow expanding in the northeast. Now, the track of the storm is really going to be really crucial along the I-95 corridor. Right now, wind, rain, snow, sleet likely. That's if this storm becomes a coast hugger, that will bring in the warmer temperature, the warmer air from the ocean. And then inland, it'll have heavy snow. But if it stays a little further south, that cold air comes in, heavier snow from Washington to New York on into Boston, and we could be looking at a really appreciable amounts of snow. Still too early to give you any uh, any accumulations, yeah. but uh, this is the best chance we've had in about two years. So what we're, we're pulling for the farther south track. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because everybody, a lot of kids in the Northeast got those sleds and toboggans. Let's go. Why don't use those bad boys? Our kids are supposed to go back to school on Monday, so they're going to be like, Uh, yes. But aren't schools not closing for snow anymore in New York? That's true. I don't know. They go virtual. We shall see. All right. Well, we have an update this morning on the health of Hollywood star Bruce Willis. His family is opening up about their private moments over the holidays. NBC entertainment correspondent Chloe Malas has more on that. Chloe, good morning. Good morning. 
Good morning. It has been an incredibly challenging year for Bruce Willis's family, but they are rallying around him. His daughter is sharing never-before-seen photos, and his wife, Emma Hemming, sending a special message to all caregivers. It's been nearly two years since the family of legendary actor Bruce Willis shared his private health battle with the world, that he had been diagnosed with a rare form of dementia. How do I really feel about today? Well, how do I look? Now Willis's wife, Emma Hemming, opening up about the emotional struggles she faces daily. Holidays are hard. Anniversaries are hard. Um, But for me this year, it has really been about community. The video posted just days after her touching tribute to her husband, celebrating 16 years together, writing, my love and adoration for him only grows. And two of his daughters from his marriage to Demi Moore, Scout and Tallulah Willis, sharing never-before-seen photos with their dad. In one, Scout rests her head on Willis's chest, and in her Instagram caption, she writes in part, Welcome to the joy. Tallulah reflecting on the past year, sharing this photo holding her father's hand, writing in part, Found myself, found my life, found my health. Willis's family first announced his diagnosis of aphasia in 2022 and said he would be retiring from acting. Last year, they revealed his condition had progressed to frontal temporal dementia, or FTD. The disorder can cause personality changes and make it difficult to speak or comprehend language. Emma sat down with Hoda in September to talk about her husband's condition. Does, does he know what's going on? Is that something that he is aware of? Hard to know. It's hard to know. Yeah. Now, as Willis's family continues to play a supporting role in the action star's health battle, they're thanking those who have stood by their side. Please find support. Find your people. It honestly feels like the biggest, warmest hug. Bruce's wife, Emma, is now an advocate, raising awareness about the rare condition and helping her fellow care partners, as she calls them, get the support that they need as well. You know, something else, Emma Hemming, she posted on Instagram yesterday, on her Instagram story, she circled a quote Mm -hmm. from a book called Floating in the Deep End, published Mm -hmm. in 2022 by Patty Davis. And Patty Davis Mm -hmm. is the daughter of former President Ronald Reagan, Mm -hmm. who passed away in his 90s and had Alzheimer's. And in it, she says, um, the quote is about people being toxic, having a toxic attitude attitude towards the families and the loved ones of those who care for people with Alzheimer's and dementia. Because mm. Emma is saying it's not just the patients right, sure. that are affected. It's the entire family. Yeah, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that ripple effect, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where it's a nonstop 24 seven mm. job and these people don't get it. Don't a lot of times don't get a break. Get a break. Thankless. And this is why people are connecting with Emma so much. I yeah. mean, if you look at the comment section, It's just flooded with support, but also people saying, I see you and I feel seen by the things that you're saying. She's like, look, we just celebrated our 16 years together. Um, They've been married, I think, for about 14, but 16 years together. And she said, look at me. You know, I haven't showered. I just got off the phone with a friend and I just had a good cry. This is hard. And, you know, it's obviously incredibly devastating to see what's happening to Bruce Willis, but it's affecting his children, his ex-wife, Demi Moore. I mean, at one point, they were all living under the same roof yeah. together, yeah. supporting one another. But the good news, it, it spreads out and people, as you said, people here, they're being seen mm-hmm. and get, get that support. And just to say in my final thought, you know, 
it's spreading so much awareness and a conversation yeah. mm-hmm. that Patty Davis has said, you know, in the 90s when Ronald Reagan oh. was going through this and he publicly came out and said that he had Alzheimer's, um, you know, this was not a conversation yeah, that people sure. were really having. Right. And there's so much more awareness now, especially with social media, for Emma Hemming to be able to come out and really show the day-to-day behind-the-scenes struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's so much empathy, obviously, yeah. that we all have right. for her, and it's so important. Thank You're you. giving a love for him. Yeah. Yeah. You're giving is God's work. We don't mm-hmm. talk about it enough. Nope. In this country. So thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Chloe. Coming up, today's checklist. We're gonna we're gonna talk about our health in 2024, the appointments to make, and the numbers that we should all know. And then a little bit later, an artist who turned over a new leaf. Why she started making beautiful portraits with a little help from Mother Nature. Third hour of today, one. right back after this. Welcome back. We've got today's checklist, and we're going to break down what we all need to do to take control of our health in 2024. From annual tests to visits and vaccinations, NBC News medical contributor Dr. Tara Narula is here to lay out our health checklist for the new year. Doc, good to see you. Happy new year. Oh, happy new year to you. So a new year makes sense. Yes. Time to schedule uh, that visit with the doctor, do the test, all that. So what, what do we, how do we start this off? Right. So this is a great time for people to pick up the phone and call their primary care doctor. Why is the primary care doctor so important? Well, a lot of us have specialists, cardiologists, mm-hmm. dermatologists, but nobody that's looking at the big bird's eye view of you, right? And what's going to be important to keep you healthy going forward. So I like to say the primary care is like the quarterback of the team. Mm -hmm. You can meet with them. Talk about how do I stay ahead of the curve in terms of prevention with screenings and vaccinations. Take a look at your medication list. Lots of people walk around with medications they've had for years. Some interact with others. So I usually say, take pictures of your bottles, your supplements, and bring them in and go over your med list. Mm -hmm. It's a great time also to bring questions. So write down a couple questions you have, because when you get in the office, you usually forget. Um, And then it's really, Al, I think about building a relationship. Like with any relationship, when you want to be vulnerable, vulnerable, you need trust. And that takes time. Mm -hmm. So making that every year visit gives you time to feel safe, to open up about things that may be going on in your personal life that affect your health or other matters. Mm -hmm. And also for the doctor to get to know you. So when I see my patients every six months or every year, I can tell when something's off or Uh, something's different. mm -hmm. So that's really... So establish a baseline. Correct. Exactly. Thanks. That's so interesting. You know how many people just go to the doctor and they just sit ready to receive? You know what I mean? As opposed to saying, especially you mentioned supplements, people are taking all sorts of stuff. You, you want to be know. proactive. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's talk about knowing your numbers and some of the tests right. that we need to do. So would you ever go on vacation and not know how much money was in your bank account? Would that's you ever fair. get in your car and know how much fuel was in the tank? So it's really important to know your numbers because that's what's going to keep you moving what forward. What a good analogy. Right? Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the numbers that you need to know, blood pressure, cholesterol numbers, blood sugar, and your weight or body mass index. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a normal blood pressure is usually 120 over 80. Okay. Once you go over 130 over 80, that's high blood pressure. Cholesterol numbers, you're usually going to hear about four. Total cholesterol, HDL, LDL, and triglycerides. You Mm -hmm. want your HDL, the good one, to be above 40 for men, above 50 for women. The LDL, the bad one, to be below 100, ideally. Total cholesterol below 200, and triglycerides below 150. Okay. Blood sugar. So, usually a fasting blood sugar that's less than 100 is a healthy one. We also sometimes talk about a number called hemoglobin A1C, Mm -hmm. which is a marker of how well your sugar's been controlled over the last three months. That should be less than 5%. 
5.7. And last, body mass index or waist circumference. A lot of us want to know, are we a healthy height-weight ratio? That's your BMI. If it's between about 18 and a half and 25, that's healthy. Waist circumference for women, less than 35. For men, less than 40. Um, The American Heart Association has a great tool called the My Life Check. You can go on and you can get a sense of what your heart score is. We know that CVD. You plug in the numbers and it tells you the health of your heart. It'll walk you through, yes. And it'll give you tips for how you can keep yourself healthy. And then one more number, Chanel, the phone number to your family members. Why? Because your family history is really important. So call them up and know what your risk factors might be. All right. (laughs) Before we get to cancer screens, I want to say anybody who really needs them needs to call today because it could take months to schedule an appointment. My sister-in-law over Christmas holiday just told me that it's basically a 10-month wait for her colonoscopy. Yeah. 10 months. I waited eight months to get a mammogram appointment for this week, but it's my first one because I'm in that age group. Correct. So screenings are so important because we have great treatments for cancer, but you got to get to things early, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the four most important ones that we focus on. So cervical cancer, you can see for women should start around age 25 um, with an HPV test or pap test. Breast cancer screening. So women should have the choice to begin annual mammograms at age 40. Mm -hmm. Absolutely by age 45, they should be doing their annual mammograms. Colon cancer for those who are at average risk. Usually you start your colonoscopies at 45 Mm -hmm. or above. Um, And then last is prostate cancer. You can talk to your doctor about getting screened once you're over 50. But if you're African-American or if you had a family member who had prostate cancer, father or brother before 65, Mm -hmm. you might want to start screening earlier. And again, all of these depend on really your own risk Mm -hmm. too and your family history. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, from screenings to vaccinations here, Dr. Narillo, what are some of the routine vaccinations that we should all be getting right now? Right. So this is all going to depend also on your age, your health status, job, travel, all of that. But in general, you can think about it broken down by age. So if you're basically 19 to 49, you want flu, you want to be updated on flu, COVID, MMR, something called Tdap or tetanus diphtheria, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, M- and the and COVID. Sorry, it's flu, COVID, MMR, Tdap. Those are kind of the big ones. And hepatitis B. Once you're over 50, then we think about shingles. So that's mm. another one to talk to your doctor about. When you're over 65, pneumonia. Uh, you want to get vaccinated for pneumonia. And then RSV is our newest one that sure. you can have a conversation with your doctor about starting over the age of 60. All right. Last but certainly not least, we spent a lot of time talking about our physical well-being, uh, our mental well-being. Oh, we're going to use the same panel, my mistake there. Uh, Mental health. This is so important. I mean, we can't talk about this enough. And I just had a conversation in my office yesterday with someone saying, I can't really address your heart issues until we address what's going on up here, right? Mm -hmm. So it's so important to focus on how somebody is doing mentally. And that may mean seeing a therapist. This is a great time, again, because of the long waits to pick up the phone and call and get plugged in. Mindfulness, there's lots of great apps we can use. And then social connectedness. So one of the best New Year's resolutions would be to connect with your family members, friends, join a group. We know that loneliness is a big risk factor. For Especially as you get older. Absolutely. Going back to what Dylan just said, yeah. do we know why it's taking so long for folks to schedule routine screening? I, it's not so much the schedule. It's backup, a lot of it, from COVID still, okay. unfortunately, that everybody's now starting to get these tests. Um, but those waits are really incredibly long. Yeah. So Crazy. important to make those calls today. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Thank, Thank you. you. Very good information this morning. All right. When we come back, our series, The Upside, an artist who created a whole new way to share and show the beauty of nature. And then later, if you're looking for a motivational boost this new year, this man is here for you. Author Isaac Fitzgerald has the perfect book for you and other great picks too. We'll be right back.
This morning in our series, The Upside, a unique and talented artist whose medium is Mother Nature. But it was only after a health crisis she learned to see the beauty that is all around us. I mean, literally since I was five, I knew what I wanted to do. Vicki Rollins says she was born an artist. When I was creating, I felt my most whole. But her most important work isn't made using a canvas or paints, but rather leaves and flowers. So I feel like I'm painting with the foliage. Mother Nature is her canvas. Foliage is her muse. You have this tree that is literally just like bleeding flowers or all these leaves that anybody else would be like, those are dead and mildewed. And I'm like, no, they're perfect. Every time I get out of a car when I'm at Costco or CVS, I can't help it. I just start picking stuff up. And once she photographs the portrait that will become a print, it's all swept away and recycled back to nature. Vicky's flower art blossomed at the end of a long and painful journey. In 2011, her two kids were grown, and she had wrapped up a career as a successful mural artist in Chicago. I'm sort of at this great time in my life. I'm painting in my studio, just hunky-dory. And then one day, she was prescribed a powerful antibiotic for an ordinary bacterial infection. My world turned upside down. My whole body was just on fire, burning, and my my tendons and ligaments. Such a reaction is called fluoroquinolone toxicity. It's a rare, severe side effect that can be caused by this type of antibiotic. I ended up in the hospital and seeing neurologists and all sorts of doctors, and there's really nothing that really they could do except for take steroids or painkillers. Her long-term prognosis was even more devastating. They were like, you're not going to be able to hang on to things, you might need a wheelchair, I mean, you can go deaf and blind. And she realized she wasn't able to hold a paintbrush. It was terrifying. But at the same time, I have always had this sort of inner thing where I'm like, I'm going to get through this, I know I'm going to be okay. Vicki began a meditation practice and a holistic healing journey that would last several years. And she credits her time spent as a personal trainer with knowing how to manage a body in crisis. I just never felt like I was a, a victim of something. I just felt like this is happening for me, not to me. Then I hit this point where okay, this is my new normal and I'm just gonna go on. Her first step was learning to paint again with a few small watercolors. And then, I don't know, I just started looking out the window and I'm, I'm going, wow, I could, I see these, these leaves across the street. On a whim, she made a portrait with foliage and wound up bringing her new medium to life. So it was pushing me out the door. I'm like, I need to go get some stuff and so, I'm gonna get outside, gonna involve walking a little bit, maybe being uncomfortable or whatever, but I'm gonna get outside and I'm gonna start doing this. It was sort of self-prescribed therapy. Then I just got addicted to it. Vicki sent a photo of one of her creations to her daughter, Brooke, who recognized an opportunity. This was not anything to like sell or anything like that. This was just literally playtime, you know, and having fun. 10 years ago, Brooke convinced her mom to start an online business Sister Golden, which now includes a store and a book. And she said, well, we're going to start with your artwork. And I was like, what? I haven't been doing anything, you know, just in survival mode. And she said, that's okay, mom. Just keep painting. And paint she did. I feel so blessed and 
literally um, the the art is being sold around the world everywhere. It's crazy the people that write us and have been touched. It's amazing. Mm. So Vicky says that physically she's doing well. She has many more uh, good days than bad days. She lives in California part time and also works with her daughter, Brooke, at their studio and gallery in Door County, Wisconsin. But to be able to see leaves or whatever it is and then create, especially those portraits that we just saw, the true likeness of amazing. amazing. And and what's what's so great is out out of some kind of adversity, yes, Mm -hmm. she adapted. And that's just such a great lesson for all of us. Mm -hmm. That's why they call it the upside. Beauty from ashes, beauty from ashes. Just ahead, if you resolve to read more in 2024. Oh, that could have been yours, Chanel. Read more in 24. (laughs) You're going to love these picks, folks, from romance to thrillers and more. No no one gets you more excited to read than Isaac. He's going to share his picks when we come back. I hope he comes out of his shell. <laughs> it's a new year, which means new books. We've gathered some of the best new releases to kick off our 2024 reading resolution. So here to help us out is Isaac Fitzgerald, author of the best-selling memoir, Dirtbag, Massachusetts. Good morning, Isaac. Good morning. Good Happy morning. New Year. Yes. How are we all doing? All Great. my book recommendations come from you. Like, oh. I love your excitement about books. And this first one just received a Best Motion Picture nomination. Okay. Let me tell you this. All right. Oh, this book yes. is fantastic. It's Erasure by Percival Everett. Now, listen, this book came out in 2001. But if you missed it then, now's the time to read it. Because it just got made into a fantastic movie called American Fiction. It's by first-time oh, director. Yes. Core Jefferson. Let me tell you who's in this. Jeffrey Wright yes. is in this. Issa Rae is in this. Sterling K. Brown is in this. Erica Alexander is in this. It's a fantastic, fantastic movie. Now, let me tell you what's about. Leslie Uggams is in it. There's so many great, wonderful actors in this. I just saw it. The the place was packed. Everyone was laughing. It's about a black college professor. His writing career is not going that well. He writes a kind of tongue-in-cheek joke of a novel under a surname. It's called My Pathology. And then they change the name to something I cannot say on television. Uh, And it brings him wild success. He meant it as kind of a send-up of the publishing industry. Brings him wild, wild success. But what I love about this movie and what I love about this book is at its core, it's a family drama. Mm. It's a beautiful American family tale. Okay, See the movie, buy the book. Yeah. All right. movie, did the movie stay pretty close to the, to the book? It really did. Okay. So the book is fantastic. The whole like joke book yeah. is in this it's book. Just, oh, so it's a book within a book. It's, listen, this is the most meta recommendation I've ever done. Wow. A meta. movie based on a book and there's a book within this book. It's fantastic. <laughs> but no, Court Jefferson did a wonderful job okay. and really stuck with it. And Percival Everett was an executive producer on it, so it's right. great. Okay. Well, you know, I love a good romance novel. Yes. Um, you do? Really? No. My man. Okay. I'm ready. I'm that ready to sell you on this. What's the last story here? Let me tell you. Binding 13. It's by Irish writer Chloe Walsh. It's a beautiful tale about basically a very kind of alpha, strong jock. His name is John. And this wonderful, shy character named Shannon. Of course, it's a will they or won't they, right? We all know this story a little bit. What makes this one so great, of course, is the Irish background, but also it centers on rugby. All right. Oh. All I have to say to sell this book is rugby thighs. That's all I have to say <laughs> oh, to sell this book. All right. But no, let me tell you this. What makes this book so wonderful is it's so in-depth. The relationships, the friendships. It's not just about the romance. Uh-huh. This You don't want this book to end. And I'm lucky to say, one, it's very long. But you don't want it to end 
When you come to the end, there are so many more books coming to oh. It's called The Boys of Tomans. There you go. No, Boys of Tomans. Enjoy it. Is it a picture no, for those of us? Right? Legs? No, oh. even, listen, yeah. listen, you got to use your imagination. <laughs> no, pictures? Wow. You, you really got to get out. I was just talking about the rugby thighs. <laughs> anyway, uh, as far as a, a thousand words, this is a book for people who want to do more writing themselves. Absolutely. And I know we've got some writers here among us, but I just want to say, if you are a reader who thinks 2024 is your year to start that project that you want to work on, this is the book for you. It's a thousand words. It's by this wonderful New York Times bestselling author, Jamie Antberg. And what she did is she gathered writing advice and tips from over 50 household names. Lauren Groff's in this. Roxane Gay's in this. Celeste Ng is in this. There's so many. I mean, some Emma Straub, Today Show favorite. uh, Jasmine Guillory Guillory is in this. So it's all this wonderful writing tips. But what I love is it makes writing feel Doable. Yeah. And that's, it's so, so encouraging. I'm working on a big project myself right now, and oh. this book is helping me. Oh, when will wow. we hear about this big project? Oh, we'll talk about it. Okay. We'll talk about it. Don't you worry. Squeeze in two more. Okay, yes. this one you say the next one is set to become the most talked about thriller of 2024. Let already? me tell you, Anna, oh, I'm going to keep it quick on this okay. one, but let me tell you, how do you make a thriller about a character that's been asleep for four years? I don't know how Matthew Blake did it, but he did. This book is so intense. 25-year-old woman, she murders two people. There's no rhyme or reason to why she did it, but she's been asleep for four years oh. since. Now there's a forensic psychologist who has to wake her up and really has to figure things out, but he's got secrets of his own. This is told oh. from multiple perspectives. Ooh. It is a page turner. If you are like you, if you are a fan of the sleep patient, yeah. you are going to love this oh book. My it God. is so, so good. I love this yeah, okay, now like if we want to laugh, the best Here we go. Book I for love that. this one. Jesse David Fox comedy book. Here is a thrilling, thrilling book that looks at comedy the way it should be. It is an art form. Comedy is seeping into all of our conversations right now. Doesn't it seem that way? This is a fantastic book that looks at that, but still manages to be funny. It is not dry. He he ties in his own relationship with comedy. He has written about comedy as a critic for Vulture for over 10 years. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, this is like like talking to your best friend about something that he's obsessed with. He knows about. It's so, so good. But also, it's a great look at the last 25 years of comedy Mm -hmm. and, again, how it's become part of the national conversation. It's an art form that, as Rodney Dangerfield says, gets no respect. That's right. But it's changing. Before you go, Al just asked about it. We do have a little time. Tell us. So you correct me if I'm wrong. You're working on a novel about Johnny Appleseed, and it's got you traveling the country? I love that. Thank you so much. The one thing is it's not a novel. It's a memoir. Okay. Basically, Ron Chernow, right? We all know him. Wonderful writer. He can write these big, large biographies. I I love them, but I'm not that academic. But what I can do is go walk around where Johnny Appleseed known as John Chapman, did walk. So I've spent this whole past year, Massachusetts, Western Pennsylvania, all around Ohio, into Fort Wayne, Indiana. I went to the Johnny Appleseed National Convention. I went to see a Tin Caps game, which is a minor league baseball team Mm -hmm. in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I Why, Johnny? What's your why? Let let me tell you why. Because during the pandemic, I started walking 20,000 steps a day. And I was going to walk across the country. And my girlfriend said... Great idea. You won't have a girlfriend when you come back, <laughs> but good luck. And she said, is there somebody that you love who walked a lot? Oh. And I picked him as an American like figure. walking in he, his shoes? Kind he's of a real man. His mm. name was John Chapman, and he's fascinating. Is, I, can't I can't wait, wait to, to tell you I all about it. I can't wait to read story. this. Uh, listen, I need to write it. Wow. Okay, there's that. But I'm sure you'll get to the I've done the walking, and this yes. year's about the writing. I'm sure you'll get to his core. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. You're in jokes every day. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You so much, Isaac. I'm so red right now. You are red. 
For Thank more you. on Isaac's January picks, head to today.com slash book. I kind of feel like you should just stay with Al wherever he goes to make him feel good when he makes these <laughs> jokes. Hey, uh, he makes me feel good. Quit, 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 yeah! That's why he's right. winning run. Well, I hate to break up this fun, but we have to go to commercial. When we come back, a different kind of reading. We're going to look into the stars to tell you what to expect in 2024 with our astrology uh, outlook. And then later in today's food, one pot is all you need. Okay. A simple and delicious chicken dinner that you can make tonight. It smells so good. We'll be right back at Deathmonger. All right, this new year means a chance to look ahead at new beginnings. And this morning, we are looking into the stars for the 2024 Astrology Outlook. Here to help us is astrologer and author of Seasons of the Zodiac, Stephanie Campos, and she is here. Welcome. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me. All right, so for the sake of time, because I feel like we always run out of time, you take the 12 signs and you put them into three categories to kind of make it easier for everybody to understand. So the first category, one of the best, Aries, (laughs) uh, which happens to be mine. You have Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. What do they have to look forward to? So Aries and Libra's main focus is going to be on their close relationships, whether okay. it's with a best friend or a romantic partner or a business collaborator. They could have some big dramatic changes. And so for better or worse, like I'm new made... beginnings or endings. All right. Yes. All right. hmm. Cancer and Capricorn are going to focus on their public and private lives. So they could be considering a life altering move. Maybe they're achieving a lifelong milestone or they have some big changes within their family relationships and dynamics. Mm-hmm. Before we get to the next group, the Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, I just want to say for Mr. Skeptical over here, yeah. last time you were here, you said he'd have an addition to the family. Uh-huh. That, you know what? You're right. And we got a puppy. Welcome into the That's look at true. That. We did get an addition. Congrats. And I was opposed to it for a while. <laughs> Holy smokes. I hadn't even, I hadn't remembered that. Well, as a tourist, that makes sense. You, you know, you take your time to change. Oh my God. Change. Wow. Yeah, change can be rough. Now listen. Wow. I don't want you predicting any other additions. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy. He's a Taurus. I'm a Leo and then Scorpio and Aquarius. What can we all look forward to? So Taurus and Scorpio may experience some liberating shakeups in their relationships. This could be a surprise engagement or maybe even leaving a partnership that they've outgrown. But they could also land a once in a lifetime opportunity or collaboration. Leo and Aquarius may feel called to change their career trajectory altogether. This is very much going viral energy. So if they've been wanting to build up their TikTok moment, this could be it for them. Going viral energy. Yes. So that is something. You should get on the top. It's now time to join TikTok. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Last but not least, uh, we got Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Yes. So Gemini and Sagittarius can expect some rapid growth in their personal and professional milestones. They may also receive a promotion, be taking on more responsibility at work, and this could require them to set better work-life balance boundaries. And Virgo and Pisces can expect a career milestone. It's also possible they're buying, selling, renovating a home, or maybe even deciding to expand their family. Oh, so people like to talk about Mercury in retrograde, and I've I've heard that. But I read recently that Mars is in retrograde. You read that? Yes, you read that? In the notes. I mean, I read that in in the notes. It's in the notes. Yes. So Mars retrograde can be a little bit more obnoxious than Mercury retrograde because Mars is the planet of energy, action and anger. I must be the Mars retrograde. (laughs) 
We're dealing with what I was thinking. <laughs> so we're dealing with our repressed anger and frustrations. We also lose our motivation and energy, but it's a really great time to set stronger boundaries and reconsider what we pour our effort and energy Except into. Except for everybody? Everyone. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you always have predictions. Dylan writes them down and then texts us when the day comes. <laughs> and then sits and sc- stares at the sky and waits. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So go ahead. You can start. Okay. <laughs> so in April, you could experience a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity or collaboration. It's oh. also possible your partner experiences an exciting milestone or maybe mm-hmm. someone important in your life. Okay. April. Right. Yeah. April. That's special. That means we're going to get a text every day. Every day in April. <laughs> in April. I'm waiting, guys. <laughs> it's today the day. Is and it then, my turn or no? No, just. Alan Chanel, because you're both Virgo rising. So after May 26, you can expect some personal and professional milestones to manifest Hmm. and your day to day life could change in a transformative way. So you can also kick some bad habits that you've been wanting to get rid of. No, I'm a nighttime snacker. It's got to (laughs) stop. Didn't know this to be my therapy, but last night the Cheez-Its were out of control. (laughs) So after May 26, you'll stop that. And what about Craig? What about Craig? Uh, in December, this is going to be a great time for you to reconsider what you pour your energy into, Ooh. the way that you prioritize your personal goals, and to reflect on navigating the path forward in new ways. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's but that's at the end of the year, so yeah, there you go. I've got some time to Stephanie. This was great, Stephanie. This was good. Thank for you. having me. And you have a little bambino coming too. I do have a bambina. Yes, she's going to join our our, oh, our group. What's she going to be? She's going to be a little Aries. <laughs> we are a delight. And she's going to be. A little chaos. We are delightful. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. You, for, for more of Stephanie's thoughts and predictions, just head to today.com slash astrology. All right. Well, here's a prediction. You're going to love what we're co- cooking in today's food. We got not one, but two simple one-pot meals that are going to leave everybody in your family stuffed. Third hour of today. We'll be right back. This morning and today, food, we're going to take the stress out of dinner time with two delicious one-pot meals. Our good friend Allie Rosen is a novelist, TV host, and author. Latest cookbook available for pre-order right now, 15-Minute Meals. Ooh. Recipes that don't Language. taste like shortcuts. Allie, good morning. It's good, good morning. Day. Kids are going back to school today. So <laughs> yes. It's the most yes. wonderful it. time. How old are your kiddos? I have four-year-old twin girls and an eight-year-old boy. Wait, so, did, we know this? did I know this about you? I don't know. I guess not. I'm tired. So, so, so this is why we we need a quick meal. So let's get it started. You're using some chicken. What are we making here? Okay, so 15 minute meals is really all about making everything in 15 minutes and Mm -hmm. using the whole 15 minutes. So this recipe is for turmeric, cashew, Mm -hmm. cucumber, chicken, and we're using boneless chicken thighs, which is which really keeps that flavor in. Yeah, Yeah. and what we're gonna do here is just dump all this in. I'm gonna have you help me here here. or here in here. And it's all good stuff. Now is this yogurt? It's yogurt, Uh turmeric cumin and lime. I'm going to make you stir it up too. I'm okay. going to make you do everything. Okay. Yeah. And what's great about this is the yogurt keeps everything moist, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of based on like that idea of tandoori chicken. Right. And what we're going to do with this is we're just going to dump all the chicken in. Okay. And mm-hmm. the 15 minutes is the whole yeah. time, right? So once so once we have this mixed up, yeah, okay. once I've made, I'll do everything. I don't know. Okay. Al's cooking, so we're yeah, going to exactly. Could you do this ahead of time and leave this in the fridge for a while? Or? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You could do this a few days before, but you don't have to because okay. it's so quick. And now I, I'm like, I can't oh, make shoot. you guys. Sorry. Yeah, we're eating. eating. Started eating. <laughs> oh, this Good, is cool. Okay. And that's then, it. Wow. That's it. You just throw it in. And what's great about this 
cookbook, if I do say so myself, yeah. is that nothing is pre-chopped, right? So the time while this is cooking, this goes for four to six minutes, yeah. you're going to be chopping the cucumbers. So the oh. recipes don't say like two chopped cucumbers. Right, right. Just say Just a cucumber. It. And then yeah. while this is cooking, okay. you're going to chop the cucumbers, right. you're going to get your chickpeas ready, and then you're just going to throw it back in the bowl if you okay. want it to make it look pretty. So two different things. Two different Some things. Cashews. It's, it's cooking. And these are canned chickpeas? Those are just canned and drained chickpeas. And then you just put it in the same sauce same. that was already oh, yeah. there. So uh -huh. And again, right, like the whole point of this is while it's cooking, you're doing the rest of the prep. So right. when I say 15-minute meals, I don't yeah. mean you have to prep everything yeah. and then it's 15 minutes no, it's or good. 15 minutes of prep and then 15, it goes start, to yeah. start to finish. Start to finish. Right. And because, I mean, this really started, uh -huh. I mean, my daughters were born in January of 2020. Uh -huh. And when COVID hit, I, it was a mess. Yeah. I was making three meals a day oh for my yeah. whole family. Jeez. And I went to every cookbook that I I had and I was like, man, these this quick is, cookbooks are not. Yeah. Can we take this? And I also think it's healthy. I mean, this is not bad. Like you put turmeric in there and right. all the things. It's easy. And then right, right. after you Allie, cook this four to six minutes, you just throw it in. We got to make sure we get to the cabbage. Okay. Here. Yeah, exactly. We'll work on that one. You do. All right. We so this one is done. We okay, throw it in. Done. Everything is good. And now we have stuffed cabbage without the stuffing. Ooh, so ooh, okay. the thing I that I love about this, my husband is a huge stuffed cabbage person. But it's a but pain it's to make. Time consuming. It's super time consuming. So. What we're doing this is we're going to chop up the cabbage small so that it cooks fast. I think we always think of cabbage as something that takes a long time to cook. So this is you're going to chop up the cabbage. You're going to throw it in either one or two skillets. If you have a big wok or a big mm -hmm. pan, great. Otherwise, do what, two What pans. oil did you use that in here? You can just use olive oil, anything, canola oil. Like, Allie, this, this is, is fantastic. This is great. Thank you. It's a fun one, right? This and is we're fantastic. Throw in. Just some pork here. You're going to let that brown for four to five minutes. But, of course, because we don't have that right now, mm -hmm. we'll pretend this has browned it. Right. We'll throw in some crushed tomatoes. Oh, that is good. Some apple cider vinegar. Wow. And exactly, that gives it the tang and that mm -hmm. real, like, richness to it. Could you swap out the ground pork and use, like, a ground chicken or ground turkey? You could okay. use it. I mean, ground beef, ground pork, ground chicken. I mean, so everything. This is exactly ground. my grandmother's stuffed cabbage just without the rice. Exactly. It this is, is delicious. You could put this in so like a taco or, or, yeah, a, or a tortilla. Correct. Delicious. Exactly. Oh you my could gosh. Do, delicious. You could do it on top of rice. You could do it in a taco. You know, if you have someone in your house, like my husband right now is doing keto, like I could give this to him and have it be keto. And then yep. I could put it over rice to like fill up my kids and right. make sure they delicious. eat it. Oh, this um, is so good. It's just, mm. and it's easy. You know, so it's really easy. like the goal is to have things that Still tastes like they took a long time, but yeah. adding in a lot of the ingredients. And what was this with these cru just crushed tomatoes? Just canned crushed tomatoes. Oh, I mean, five, really that's, that's five ingredients, maybe. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, a little bit of salt, I guess, minutes. and that does it. And this all in delicious. 15 minutes. And that's that was really my goal is to say, you know what, we're living in this kind of golden age of ingredients. You mm -hmm. can get mm -hmm. everything. So you might as well use it and make your family do things Well, quickly. you see, we're still eating. We're like, that's good. <laughs> Allie, good. thank you. This is Midday meal. Good. Hope the kids are all tired out when they get back uh, to school. Me too. All right. Uh, for these recipes, head to today.com slash food or scan that QR code mm -hmm. to save them for later. And don't forget. Allie's cookbook, 15-minute meals, truly quick recipes that don't taste like what a great nuts. book, Allie. Out Tuesday. Make this for Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Third hour of today. I'll be right back. Goodness. Really good. Oh, no, I'm even afraid to bring this up. Tomorrow, I'm not coming tomorrow. Tomorrow on the third hour today, we have a good one for you. We are settling common household debates, like uh, how often you should wash your pajamas. Well, I already know. We're Whatever it is, them, you're no, about a week not. too long. <laughs> the Hot Celebrity Scoop with Justin Sylvester coming up on Hoda and Jenna. Bye-bye.